36 episodes in and I haven't done one about coffee. Kind of odd given the name of this podcast. Um, for every article I latch onto about coffee being healthy, I see another one that states the exact opposite. I'm going to open up about my favorite vice and talk about the good, the bad, the ugly sides of that wonderful drug, caffeine. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I think I've got the spring fever. Are you feeling that? I uh, I just want to get outside these days. <laughs> when I'm at work, I'll glance over and uh, see the outside from a window and just want to leave, head to the nearest trail. Um, all this daylight, though, it's throwing off my circadian rhythms all out of whack. It's, uh, it's harder to sleep, and that leads me to waking up later, which as much as I love spring, I don't love sleeping in. And now if I don't get up before six these days, it just feels like I, it's a bust. <laughs> I, I think it'll take me about another week before my internal clock accepts this new rhythm. It is great for getting outdoors, though. Uh, the sun just stimulates that serotonin, gets it going all through the skin, which I think explains the urge to want to get outside as much as possible. Um, I even planted a garden last weekend. <laughs> it's tiny, but it's a start. Um, people have been after me to do a garden for years. And... It's weird because as soon as they found out I was vegan, they they asked if I had a garden. And to me, it was a little weird. Uh, I would always ask them if they had a slaughterhouse, you know, when they asked me if I had a garden. <laughs> um, that I know, it, it's childish, and one day I hope to change. But now that I have a garden, uh, I'm really thinking that I should have done it earlier. I should have listened to all those people. Uh, I recently read an article about how kale is one of the most polluted plants from all the pesticides. So I decided to get some of that going. Uh, it might be the tiniest garden in Texas. Uh, hopefully it works out. I, I would love to get a smoothie going right now, but I, uh, I got to wait 55 days before these little seeds turn into huge leaves of kale. <laughs> uh, at least I'm fulfilling the stereotype now of the kale growing vegan. Um, in the meantime, I do have coffee and I'm finally getting around to doing my coffee episode. Uh, I'm drinking some homemade cold brew right now. I, I've started experimenting with my making it on my own because Rudamaya, one of my favorite brands, uh, they don't sell a ready-made cold brew. So I decided to make it on my own, and I was shocked at how easy it is. I just got the mason jar out and put some grounds in, about a cup of grounds, filled it with water, and let it sit in the refrigerator for 24 hours. Um, it's not quite as good as the commercial cold brews that I've reviewed on the show before, but... You know, practice makes perfect, so I will I will continue <laughs> to hone my craft. 
I was surprised to learn that coffee is actually a fruit, like a cherry. Uh, the beans are inside those cherries. It's sort of like a pit from a fruit. Um, farmers let the cherries basically just sit out in the sun and they ferment. And about a month after that, about 30 days or so, then they remove the fruit from the pit and that becomes the coffee bean. And there's so much that goes into it. Um, the altitude has a great deal of impact on how the coffee tastes, whether it's low altitude or high altitudes. It seems to go one extreme or the other. Um, coffee grown in the lower altitudes have a quicker turnaround. Uh, this is why Starbucks and some of the commercial chains, they use coffee from low altitude areas. Um, not to say it's bad, but it's uh, just a different taste in coffee. In the, in the higher altitudes, the plants have to work harder to produce the bean, and that changes the flavor and cuts out some of the bitterness. Myself, I kind of prefer the bitter coffee, but the fruity, bright flavors, those are going to come from the higher elevations. There are two different uh, types of brewing methods. One is the French press, which uses a method called total immersion because we put all the coffee in the water and let it just sit there for five minutes, let it get nice and happy. Um, it allows everything that is soluble in the coffee to then move over to water. And then what we end up with is kind of this oily cup of coffee that's really rich and thick. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got what's called pour over coffee, which the second the water hits the coffee, it's on a straight shot to the cup or the coffee pot. So what you get there is only the most ready-made components of the coffee are going to be dissolved in the water. And what we lose in this method is that richness and the body. What you gain, though, is more of a clarity of flavor of, of the original coffee bean. When I go back to it, um, my first cup of coffee I had, I was 12 years old. I was at a farm auction in the dead of winter in backwoods, Arkansas. And even in my stylish overalls, I was still somehow freezing. Uh, someone asked me if I wanted a cup, I, I think as a joke, uh, since I was a bit young at the time, but I called their bluff and uh, said yes. And maybe it was the fact that it was below freezing, um, but I was instantly hooked. It just warmed my soul and I was awake, just a flood of energy. Uh, nothing like that first cup of coffee, right? Uh, after that cup, I was pretty much hooked and never looked back and probably having a cup at least one a day since then. Um, as I've gotten older and a little bit more health conscious, I've wanted to look at this a little bit deeper and kind of be more honest about it. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm scared to look uh, behind the curtain, but I know I drink too much coffee. But uh, that being said, <laughs> let's start with the good side. I want to be on the positive uh, trend of coffee first. This is an article I found on Healthline.com. 
I'll post this on my website, uh, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. So the number one benefit that they list is coffee is very high in nutrients and extremely high in antioxidants. Um, it does have a small percentage of B vitamins, and you've also got some magnesium, potassium in there. Um, they're fairly small in that percentage. Where coffee really shines is through its antioxidants. And in fact, the Western diet or standard American diet gets more antioxidants from coffee uh, than from fruits and vegetables combined, according to a few studies, which I don't know. To me, that says more about how people need to eat more fruits and vegetables than it does how great coffee is. Don't get me wrong. I think the antioxidant side of coffee is probably the number one selling point. Uh, it can also boost brain function and metabolism. And wow, do I need help in that metabolism department? <laughs> After turning 35, I think, it just stopped. I mean, if I look at a loaf of bread right now, I gain weight. I, it's, it's part of the reason I have to run, <laughs> is that I, I won't give up the uh, carbs. So I got to keep running. But they say here, caffeine boosts your metabolism. It uh, up to three to eleven percent is what they're they're calling for, which isn't a lot, but I'll take it. Coffee may also protect your brain from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. I don't know if there's many diseases worse than Alzheimer's. Uh, I mean, obviously, no disease is good, but you just lose it seems like all sense of yourself. Uh, you know, with the memories being gone. And it says that you get a 65% lower risk of developing Alzheimer's if you have that three, one to three cups a day range of coffee. Parkinson's is the second most common uh, neurodegenerative disease. And coffee drinkers have a 32 to 60% lower risk of that disease. So bottoms up, I, I say definitely worth drinking the coffee just if you only got those two benefits alone. But as it turns out, you also have a much lower risk of type 2 diabetes. Um, they have anywhere from a 23 to 67% reduced rate. This is a good one. Coffee drinkers have a lower risk of liver disease. Uh, coffee drinkers have up to an 84% lower risk of developing sclerosis. That's a hard one to say, but it's nasty. Everybody knows that one. Uh, with the strongest effect being those who drank four or more cups per day. I need all the help on this one that I can get as well. Um, I drank for many years, so I know that I abused my liver more than I should have. So I have some making up to do, and I will knock out these four cups a day without a problem. Um, liver cancer is the second leading cause of cancer deaths, and coffee drinkers have a 40% lower risk of that one as well. So... You know, so far, I am still team coffee. I don't think there's much that's going to sway me from that, but we shall see. It's going to get bad here in a little bit. 
Let's see here. Let's go ahead and just let's let's face it. Let's start with the bad stuff and see uh, how bad it gets here. Caffeine can cause anxiety and disrupt sleep. Uh, check and check. I have <laughs> I have issues with both of these, and I wonder how much of my coffee intake affects those two. Uh, that would be interesting to see. It says here, consuming too much coffee can lead to jitteriness, anxiety, heart palpitations, and even exacerbated panic attacks. I've, I've actually experienced that firsthand. I used to order a large coffee and then have them add not one, but two shots of espresso. One day I ordered it and the guy told me that it was technically called a black eye. Uh, since it had a name, it was nice to know I wasn't the only uh, freak requesting this. So <laughs> I actually have chilled out a lot since then. I'm not, I'm not doing double shots of espresso now with my coffee. This is common knowledge. We all know this one, but it's worth repeating. Caffeine is a diuretic. Caffeinated drinks are among the biggest contributors to dehydration. Because sometimes I will drink more than I should and I start to get a headache and for the longest time I thought oh I've just had too much caffeine but now I'm convinced it's more to do with dehydration and of course there's the ever-present addictive side to caffeine uh, I once tried to quit and it was painful I uh just I went for about three weeks and just I think Kim told me like look you need to drink coffee because I was very irritable. I was going through those withdrawal symptoms, had the headaches. There was this like brain fog. Um, I was not pleasant to be around. So for the sake of all those around me, I now drink coffee. <laughs> um, I have seen people order the half calf uh, to combat that issue, but I don't know. I've, I've honestly never had a cup of decaf coffee. The difference between the two is that, you know, decaffeinated coffee is made by rinsing the coffee beans with these chemical solvents. Each time they get rinsed, the percentage of caffeine dissolves. Um, I'd have to check into what the solvent is because I think I would just skip the coffee, maybe get a tea or something, then uh, try to, to me that's just, I don't know. It's, it's not right to do that to coffee beans, <laughs> pouring chemicals all over them. And of course, there's the uh, acid that's in coffee, and that can really mess up the gut. Basically, these compounds, they stimulate the stomach cells to release more hydrochloric acid, which aids in digestion, but regular coffee, especially in the morning on an empty stomach, it reduces that amount of acid available for digestion later on. So your food sits around in your gut longer. Um, you have elevated risk of ulcers. But not to fear, my good friend Jimmy has turned me on to something called low-acid coffee. He's drinking a brew called Lucy Joe's Mellow Belly. Uh, it's a low-acid coffee. I need to get a bag of this. Uh, I might have to order it. I haven't seen it at the store. Um, cold brew coffee has less acid just because of the way it's brewed. So that's another reason to indulge in this tasty treat. 
I'm going to post a recipe for my method that I use on the blog along with a link to this article. Be sure you stop by the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. It's, you know, this is like most things, I think. There's some good sides to coffee, but uh, excess is fun, but probably harmful. <laughs> so I'm going to pump my brakes on the coffee, at least try to. Uh, it's a work in progress. Until next week, stay caffeinated, my friends, but not too much. Thanks for listening. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. You think I'm fucking with you?